Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on a subject that I've entitled, A Better Way to Pray. And I tell you, I have uh, books on this. This is my English, and then this is the Spanish version of that. We also have this study guide. And I haven't mentioned this a lot, but the study guide is just powerful. You know, the Lord has really put on my heart about making disciples. And it's one thing to get the book and read it yourself, but you need to share these truths with other people. And that's primarily what this study guide is for. It's just real simple. It takes uh, these radical statements. Like I've made a lot of radical statements talking about prayer. And you just read a few paragraphs and then there's questions and you discuss things. It's not a right or wrong answer. You just... You know, what do you believe about this? Do you believe that you can speak to the mountain instead of talk to God about your mountain? And you just discuss it. No right or wrong answers. And then you go back and read the scriptures and the scriptures answer it. And it's just an interactive way of sharing these truths with Sunday school class, Bible study or something. And it's a, it's a great way to share it. And it would really be a blessing to you and to the people that you discipled. And then we also have DVDs and CDs on this. I'm now into my final teaching in this series, and that's entitled, Prayer is a Process. And I tell you, this is something that the Lord showed me decades ago. And this has become a foundational truth in my life. And this is one of the most important things that I've learned about prayer. Now, let me say again, I've already said these things in the previous weeks of teaching on this, that I believe that the primary purpose of prayer should be just to love God and to worship Him, fellowship with Him. And it should be a small part of our prayer life to pray and get needs met. Now, I believe that that's really important to focus on that. I've already made those points, but I'm going to be talking today about how to receive from God, how to get your needs met and how to see prayers answered. But I just don't want to present that as this is the main part of prayer. It is a part of prayer. Jesus said that hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be made full. There's nothing wrong with you asking and receiving, but if we kept our priorities right and if we were really worshiping God and loving God, fellowshipping with Him the way that we should, you'd find that if you put first the kingdom of God, and His righteousness, then all of these other things would be added unto us, Matthew 6, And the things that He's talking about are what you're clothed with, what you eat, where you sleep. Your physical things would come as a byproduct because most people aren't putting first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and they are putting first what they eat, where they sleep, and all of these things. Then it becomes a struggle, and it's hard. But if you would do things in its proper order, then all of these blessings would just come upon you and overtake you and you wouldn't be struggling. So before I teach on how to get your answers to prayer manifest and to do these things, again, I just want to say that we need to keep things in its proper priority. And if we put God and His kingdom first, then all of these things would come as a byproduct. 
I WANT TO GO BACK OVER TO LUKE CHAPTER 11. I'VE ALREADY USED THESE VERSES WHEN I WAS TALKING ABOUT THE MAN WHO, uh, YOU KNOW, NEEDED SOME FOOD FOR A FRIEND WHO HAD COME IN THE MIDDLE OF THE NIGHT, AND HE WENT TO HIS FRIEND AND ASKED HIM FOR HELP, AND THE GUY SAID, YOU KNOW, I'M IN BED. LEAVE ME ALONE. AND THAT HAS BEEN MISTAUGHT THAT WE JUST HAVE TO BADGER GOD. INSTEAD, GOD WAS USING THIS PARABLE AS A CONTRAST TO SAY, YOU CAN'T IMAGINE A FRIEND WHO WOULD TREAT YOU THIS WAY. WELL, THEN WHY DO YOU THINK THAT GOD WOULD BE HESITANT TO MEET OUR NEEDS? AND HE GOES ON TO SAY THAT HE WILL AVENGE US SPEEDILY. HE WILL ANSWER OUR PRAYERS. AND RIGHT IN THE CONTEXT, I'VE ALREADY USED THESE VERSES, BUT I WANT TO GO BACK TO THIS. IN LUKE CHAPTER 11 AND IN VERSE 9, HE SAYS, AND I SAY UNTO YOU, ASK AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN YOU. SEEK AND YE SHALL FIND. KNOCK AND IT SHALL BE OPENED UNTO YOU. NOW REMEMBER THAT THIS IS A CONTRAST. AND HE'S SAYING, I'M NOT LIKE THIS SO-CALLED FRIEND WHO WOULDN'T GET UP BECAUSE IT WAS INCONVENIENT FOR HIM. HE SAYS, IF YOU ASK ME, YOU ASK, YOU DO RECEIVE. IF YOU KNOCK, IT'S OPENED UNTO YOU. IF YOU SEEK, YOU FIND. AND SO HE'S MAKING THIS CONTRAST. AND I JUST WANT TO TAKE THIS VERSE AND, YOU KNOW, THIS RIGHT HERE SAYS THAT WHEN WE ASK, WE RECEIVE. WHEN WE SEEK, WE FIND. WHEN WE KNOCK, IT IS OPENED UNTO US. BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT NOT VERY MANY PEOPLE REALLY BELIEVE THIS VERSE? AND PRIMARILY BECAUSE THEY HAVE ASKED FOR SOMETHING AND THEY DIDN'T SEE WHAT THEY ASKED FOR COME TO PASS. THEY HAVE SOUGHT TO HAVE SOMETHING HAPPEN IN THEIR LIFE AND THEY DIDN'T SEE IT COME TO PASS. THEY HAVE KNOCKED AND THEY'VE ASKED GOD FOR SOMETHING AND THEY DIDN'T SEE IT COME TO PASS. I CAN TELL YOU THERE'S THINGS IN MY LIFE. YOU KNOW, WHEN I WAS YOUNG, MY DAD WAS SICK AND HE SPENT MONTHS IN THE HOSPITAL AND I PRAYED FOR HIM EVERY DAY AND BELIEVED THAT HE WAS GOING TO BE HEALED AND I WAS TOTALLY SHOCKED WHEN HE DIED JUST A FEW DAYS AFTER MY 12TH BIRTHDAY. AND SO I'VE GOT THINGS IN MY LIFE THAT I'VE PRAYED FOR AND I DID NOT SEE COME TO PASS. I WAS WITH A GIRL THAT DIED, AND SHE STRANGLED ON HER OWN BLOOD. SHE HEMORRHAGED and, AND CHOKED. AND I STOOD THERE FOR TWO HOURS PRAYING FOR HER TO COME BACK TO LIFE, AND SHE DIDN'T COME BACK TO LIFE. I WAS WITH A LITTLE BABY WHO uh, DIED IN MY ARMS, AND I PRAYED FOR A COUPLE HOURS AND DIDN'T COME BACK TO LIFE. I SAW AT LEAST FOUR PEOPLE THAT I PRAYED FOR WHO DIED AND DID NOT COME BACK TO LIFE BEFORE I SAW MY FIRST PERSON IT WAS RAISED FROM THE DEAD. I'VE NOW SEEN FOUR PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD. BUT, YOU KNOW, I, I, I'VE HAD EXPERIENCES WHERE I PRAYED FOR SOMETHING AND I DIDN'T SEE IT COME TO PASS. AND THE SAD FACT IS THAT MOST PEOPLE LET THEIR CIRCUMSTANCES DICTATE WHAT THEY BELIEVE MORE THAN WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. WHAT I'M SAYING IS RIGHT HERE IT SAYS, ASK AND YOU RECEIVE. WELL, I ASKED AND I DIDN'T SEE MY PRAYER COME TO PASS. SO DOES THAT MEAN THAT THIS DIDN'T WORK? I'M GOING TO PRESENT TO YOU AND I'M GOING TO EXPLAIN THIS THAT GOD HAS ANSWERED EVERY PRAYER THAT WAS PRAYED ACCORDING TO THE WORD OF GOD. NOW THAT'S THE ONLY QUALIFICATION I'LL PUT ON IT. IT SAYS OVER IN JAMES CHAPTER 4, IT SAYS YOU ASK AND RECEIVE NOT BECAUSE YOU ASK AMISS THAT YOU MIGHT CONSUME IT UPON YOUR OWN LUST. IT ALSO SAYS IN 1 JOHN CHAPTER 5, VERSE 14 AND 15, IT SAYS THIS IS A CONFIDENCE THAT WE HAVE IN HIM THAT IF WE ASK ANYTHING ACCORDING TO HIS WILL, WE KNOW THAT HE HEARS US. AND IF WE KNOW THAT HE HEARS US, THEN WHATSOEVER WE ASK, WE KNOW THAT WE HAVE THE PETITIONS WE'VE DESIRED OF HIM. SO I BELIEVE THAT THE SCRIPTURE DOES TEACH THAT YOU JUST CAN'T PRAY FOR WHATEVER. IT HAS TO BE SOMETHING THAT IS ACCORDING TO GOD'S WILL. IF YOU DON'T LIKE THE MARRIAGE THAT YOU'RE IN AND SO YOU'RE LUSTING AFTER SOMEBODY ELSE AND YOU'RE WANTING TO GET DIVORCED 
and remarried, God's not going to help you do that because that's contrary to His will. He did not provide adultery in the atonement. If you are desiring to rob a bank and get away with it, you can't pray for that because God didn't provide thievery for you in the atonement. So it does have to be according to His will. But when you pray for something that is based on a promise of God's Word, God answered your prayer. And I know some of you are thinking, no, He didn't. I, I can show you the burial site where this person died. I can show you that I was evicted from this apartment, that my car was repossessed. I prayed for this, and it did not come to pass. I'm going to say this, and then I'll spend probably uh, a whole week explaining myself. But God is a spirit. John 4, 24 says that God is a spirit. And God moves in the spiritual realm. And whether or not you see what God has done and what God has provided for you in the spiritual realm, whether you see that come to pass in the physical realm is not an indication of whether God gave, but rather it's an indication of whether you knew how to receive. And it's not quite that simple. We also have an enemy, the devil, that comes against us. And sometimes you may be in a receiving mode and you may be operating in faith, but we have demonic pressures and we have to take our authority and stand against that. But what I'm saying is that just like the scripture says, God answers prayer. When we ask anything that's according to his will, God does give. When we seek, we find. When we knock, it is opened unto us. You know, it's amazing to me that Christianity as a whole has become experts at making excuses of why the Word doesn't mean what it says. I've heard people take this exact passage of Scripture and say, well, God answers, but sometimes He says no. Well, over in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it's around verse 20, it says, all of the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen. No, God doesn't answer no. He might answer no to something that isn't His will. You may be praying for a new wife and that's not His will and He may say no, but anything that's based on the Word of God, all of the promises of God are yes and amen. God is not going to tell you no, but people will go to great lengths of saying that, you know, maybe God wanted you to stay sick to teach you something. Maybe this is how He's breaking you. And we've come up with all of these excuses we've become masters at explaining away the Word of God, why it doesn't work. I'm telling you when it says that everyone that asks receives, that's exactly what it means. Notice he just said, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And verse 10 says, for everyone that asketh receiveth and to him that seeketh he finds and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. The scripture here is saying everyone. Some people will say, well, this works for you. This works for the clergy. But you know, I'm not the super saint. I'm not the professional Christian. Uh, they look at people. I give testimonies about how God has done things for me. And they say, yeah, that works for you. You're a favorite or whatever, but it just doesn't work for me. This says everyone that asks receives. And some of you are thinking, but you know, I can see what you're saying, but here's what happened, and what are you saying? Are you saying that, that I could have received, and yet I didn't receive? I mean, if, if this is my experience, how can you tell me that God answered my prayer? Because God moves in the spiritual realm, 
And whether or not what God does comes into the physical realm is not dependent upon God and His faithfulness, but it's dependent upon us, whether we know how to receive. You know, I could make a comparison here between a television signal. Most of you are watching this on television. Some of you are watching it on the internet and different things. But you know, these signals come through the air. And whether you know it or not, there are television and radio signals around you constantly. You are just being bombarded with them, but you can't see them. You can't hear them, but they're there. And when you take a television set and plug it in and turn it on and tune it in, is not when the broadcasts start. This broadcast is already going. The t TV station is broadcasting 24-7. But you don't always hear it because you aren't always receiving that signal. That signal is in another realm. And you can't profit from it until you take a receiver, something that tunes in to that signal and then takes it and rebroadcasts it into a visual and an audio form that you can see and hear. But the signal is there already. The, you know, if you have problems with your television set, most of you don't call the station and doubt that they're broadcasting just because your set went off. The first thing you do is check your receiver. Most of us have more faith in a television station than we have in God. If we pray for something and we don't see it come to pass, we just immediately think, well, God didn't give. God's not transmitting. He never released it. But the truth is God is transmitting constantly, but your, your receiver may be broken. You may not know how to receive from God. And so we just immediately, if we pray for something and don't see it come to pass, we think, well, God didn't give. If you turn on your television set and it doesn't broadcast, you don't doubt the television station. What you do is doubt your receiver. I'm trying to change your thinking so that you'll get to where you know that God is faithful, just like it says, if you asked, you did receive. God gave it. If you sought, God gave it to you. If you knocked, it was open unto you. Everyone who asked, God gives. But whether you can see it or feel it or touch it, whether or not it ever becomes tangible is not an indication of whether God gave. It's an indication of were you able to receive. Now that is a big statement right there. And I know that some people just struggle with this because again, we are so carnal. We are so dominated by our senses that we think that, you know, God's almighty. And if I pray for something and if God wanted to, he could just heal me. He could just provide this money. He could just do these things and boom, it would be done. And if we don't see instant manifestation, there is automatically doubt because we don't understand that God is a spirit, that God moves in the spiritual realm. And you know, the title of this teaching that I've got, this last teaching in my series is prayer is a process. And most people don't believe this. They think that God, if he wants to, just snaps his fingers and boom, it's done. But many of the things we pray for come through people. For instance, if you are asking for finances, did you know that God is not going to counterfeit United States currency or whatever country you're living in? He's not going to counterfeit the currency. That's against the law. He's not going to make money and just put it in your pocket. He is going to use people. Luke chapter 6, verse 38 says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. God uses people. 
IF I'M GOING TO PROSPER, GOD IS GOING TO USE PEOPLE TO PROSPER ME. AND SO IT'S A PROCESS. IF I PRAY FOR PROSPERITY, GOD IS GOING TO PROSPER ME, BUT HE'S GOING TO SPEAK TO PEOPLE. YOU KNOW, IN MY INDIVIDUAL SITUATION, I'M A MINISTER, AND I MAKE MY LIVING FROM MINISTERING THE WORD OF GOD. THERE'S MANY SCRIPTURES THAT TALK ABOUT THAT. AND SO GOD USES PEOPLE. AND THERE WAS A TIME IN MY MINISTRY WHEN I WOULD HAVE FINANCIAL NEED. I WOULD JUST THINK, GOD, WHAT WAS WRONG? WHY AREN'T YOU MEETING MY NEED? AND I FINALLY CAME TO REALIZE THAT IT REALLY DOESN'T HAVE ANYTHING TO DO WITH GOD NOT MEETING MY NEED, BUT GOD USES PEOPLE. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, WHEN JIM BAKER AND JIMMY SWAGGERT WENT ON TRIAL, uh, THIS IS BACK, MAN, I'M NOT SURE, BUT I'M THINKING IT'S THE 80s. BUT ANYWAY, WHEN THEY WENT ON TRIAL, JIM BAKER WENT TO JAIL, JIMMY SWAGGERT FELL AND, uh, YOU KNOW, WENT IN WITH THE PROSTITUTE AND SLANDERED HIM. WHEN THAT HAPPENED, PEOPLE IMMEDIATELY JUST THOUGHT, MAN, THESE MEDIA MINISTRIES, THEY'RE ALL CROOKS. They, THEY ARE PROFESSING ONE THING, BUT THEY DON'T POSSESS IT. AND DID YOU KNOW THAT WHEN THAT HAPPENED, MY INCOME DROPPED OVER $40,000 PER MONTH OVER THAT SUMMER when, the, WHEN THOSE TWO GOT EXPOSED. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? MY FIRST REACTION WAS, GOD, WHY ARE YOU DOING THIS? MAN, I'm, I'M SEEKING YOU, I'M BELIEVING, I'M DOING EVERYTHING I KNOW, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT I CAME TO REALIZE IS, IT WASN'T GOD WHO DECREASED MY INCOME. GOD USES PEOPLE. AND WHEN PEOPLE SAW THAT MEDIA MINISTRIES WERE, IN THESE TWO INSTANCES, NOT LIVING UP TO WHAT THEY WERE PROFESSING, THEY JUST MADE A BLANKET STATEMENT AGAINST EVERYBODY. AND THEY GOT SKEPTICAL AND THEY QUIT GIVING THEIR MONEY. MATTER OF FACT, THE CHURCH THAT I GO TO IN COLORADO SPRINGS, THE PASTOR GOT UP IN FRONT OF A, YOU KNOW, MEGA CHURCH, TENS, I MEAN, THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE, OVER 10,000 PEOPLE IN THE CHURCH, AND HE SAYS, THIS IS THE REASON THAT YOU SHOULD NEVER GIVE ANYWHERE EXCEPT TO YOUR LOCAL CHURCH. YOU GIVE TO THE LOCAL CHURCH AND THEN WE WILL DECIDE WHERE TO GIVE. AND SO HE CAPITALIZED ON THAT, AND I'M SURE THAT OTHER PASTORS DID THIS. AND ANYWAY, THE NET EFFECT IS THAT MY INCOME DECREASED $40,000 A MONTH FOR A NUMBER OF MONTHS, NOT BECAUSE GOD QUIT GIVING, BUT PEOPLE QUIT RESPONDING TO GOD, AND GOD SUPPLIES MY NEED THROUGH PEOPLE. SO NOW I REALIZE THAT, YES, I PRAY AND I TRUST GOD AND I BELIEVE THAT GOD IS MEETING MY NEEDS, BUT GOD ISN'T GOING TO DROP THE MONEY OUT OF HEAVEN. HE'S NOT GOING TO JUST CREATE MONEY AND PUT IT IN MY billfold. GOD USES PEOPLE. AND THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN 2 CORINTHIANS THAT THOSE THAT PREACH THE GOSPEL SHOULD LIVE OF THE GOSPEL. IT'S PROPORTIONAL. I'M MINISTERING TO MILLIONS AND MILLIONS OF PEOPLE, AND WE'RE DOING A LOT OF BIG THINGS, BUILDING A BIBLE COLLEGE CAMPUS. WE ARE uh, ON TELEVISION ALL OVER THE WORLD, AND IT TAKES A LOT OF MONEY. AND BECAUSE I REACH A LOT OF PEOPLE, GOD SPEAKS TO PEOPLE'S HEART, AND PEOPLE GIVE. AND THAT'S THE WAY THAT MY NEEDS ARE SUPPLIED. AND IF MY NEEDS AREN'T SUPPLIED, THERE'S PROBABLY ONE OF TWO THINGS. EITHER I AM TRYING TO DO SOMETHING THAT ISN'T GOD'S DIRECTION AND GOD IS NOT GOING TO PAY FOR SOMETHING THAT'S NOT HIS WILL, OR IF I AM FOLLOWING GOD, YOU ALSO HAVE TO HAVE PEOPLE THAT COOPERATE AND LISTEN TO GOD. I DON'T HAVE ENOUGH MONEY TO FINANCE WHAT WE'RE DOING. IT'S NOT COMING OUT OF MY POCKET. GOD'S GOT TO SPEAK TO PEOPLE. SO I PRAY THAT YOU UNDERSTAND WHAT I'M SAYING, THAT GOD, WHEN I PRAY AND BELIEVE GOD FOR SOMETHING, GOD MOVES, BUT HE MOVES THROUGH PEOPLE. AND MY FINANCIAL PROSPERITY IS DEPENDENT UPON GOD ULTIMATELY, BUT IT'S ALSO DEPENDENT UPON PEOPLE THAT GOD IS GOING TO SPEAK TO.
You know, back when Jamie and I were first getting started in ministry, it was, you know, sometimes when you have a small situation, it's easier to grasp what's going on. And, and anyway, we were in a situation where our rent was $100 a month. And we were believing God for $120 so that we could not only pay our rent, but give $20 as an offering. And so I believe for this. And I was three weeks late on my rent. I contacted my landlady the very first day and I told her, we will pay this. I promise you I'm going to be good for it, but I just don't have it right now. And she was being patient with us. But finally, when it got up to three weeks, she came out against me and she says, some minister you are. You're a crook. You're a liar. And boy, it was, it was hard on me. And I was praying and saying, God, I don't understand. And anyway, that day that we got this letter and she just ripped me up one side and down the other, I got a call from uh, a woman who wanted to take Jamie and me out to eat, which was good because we hadn't eaten in weeks. We didn't have any, if we didn't have money to pay our rent, I wasn't going to just be buying food. I, I was putting a priority on paying my bills. And anyway, she took us out to eat, which was wonderful. And as we talked to her, she handed me a check for $120, exactly what I was believing for. And even though I was blessed, I also thought, God, why is this three weeks late? It seems like you could have provided this earlier. I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. And as I thought it, this woman said to me, says, Andy, I wanted to give this to you four weeks ago. God told me to give this to you over a month ago. But she says, I have never given money anywhere except to our local church. And to give money to you individually, I just wasn't sure. And she says, I have been praying about this for four weeks, but I know it's God. And then she told me all of this. And as she was telling me this, you know what I was thinking? God, you were faithful. You answered my prayer even before the rent was due. You spoke to somebody. It wasn't you that didn't move. It was because you were going to flow through a person and this person had reservations about giving money to a minister that wasn't in a church and that's how Satan hindered it. But God spoke. The supply came through. Did you know the next time I got behind on my rent, I remembered that. And what I did, I was over at my mother's house and I was painting her house for her. And uh, as I was painting, I thought about this and I said, God, I know that you've already spoken to somebody. It's not you that hasn't supplied my need, but you are using some person. So right now, what, whoever it is, I just pray that whatever the hindrances are, get out of the way. And anyway, it's a long story, but a previous teacher that I had had from a decade before or something, my mother was a teacher. My mother saw this other teacher. This other teacher got to asking about me what I was doing. She told him I was full-time in the ministry and pastoring a little church. And she says, oh, I have wanted to give him this check. And I think it was 300 and something dollars. And she says, I just didn't know how to get it to him. I haven't seen you. She said, would you please get this check to him? And she gave that check to my mother. My mother brought it home, gave it to me, and God supplied our needs after three days instead of three weeks. And it wasn't God who was the variable. It was people. God uses people. And as I understood this and prayed, God worked some special things together to put my mother and this woman together. And praise God, the need was met. I'm telling you that regardless of what you see or feel, God is answering your prayers. But there is a process from when God moves to when you see it. 
Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth, and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You know, this teaching on a better way to pray is powerful, and it leads right into the believer's authority. So we have put these together in a package, and you can get both of these books, which really you need this believer's authority as the next step, and you can get either the uh, CD or DVD on a better way to pray, and the same thing with the believer's authority and either CD or DVD. If you'll listen to our announcer, he'll give you all of the information, and please call or write today. Andrew's teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available in the Better Way to Pray package, which includes two books, A Better Way to Pray and The Believer's Authority, as well as your choice of either the CD albums or DVD albums from both teachings. This package has a catalog value of $105, but you can get it today for only $75. If you prefer, the Better Way to Pray resources are available individually as either a book, study guide, CD album, or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you were created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? 
chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, tennis elbow, plantar fasciitis. I'm completely healed. So if you don't have your expectation on by now, you better get it on. Glory to God, that healing is already paid for. I just believe that God is the God of miracles. I'm gonna go and get back what the devil stole. Right now, I don't have any pain. I'm calling us to a greater place of signs, wonders, and miracles. I will not be using the wheelchair ever again. It's time for you to get up and take your authority and tell the devil where to go. Experience Healing, August 13th through 16th at our Healing Is Here Conference 2019 in Woodland Park, Colorado. Register online at our website or call us at 719-635-1111. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You've got well-known people on there like Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse Duplantis, Keith Moore, and it's a safe place to be. You are going to be blessed. So check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.